This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber ways of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America. Shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in liberating strife who more than self and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine, till all success be nobleness, and every gain Beyond the years, thine alabaster cities gleam, undimmed by human tears. America, America, God mend thine every flaw, confirm thy soul in self control. Thy liberty and all, America, America, God mend thine every flaw, confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty in When upon life's pillows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord hath done Count your blessings, name them Blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear count your many blessings every doubt will fly and you will be singing as the days go 
your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. When you look at others with promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven or your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one them by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to worship. God's reign is like a treasure in a field. In joy, we'll give all that we have for that field. God's reign is like a pearl of great value. In gratitude, we will work to make that pearl our own. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Hagrud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader, and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. So appreciate uh, Debbie and Jim and uh, Isaac. They've been doing this a long time, and uh, I hear people once in a while come up and say, thanks for the service. And I think what they're really saying is thanks for the music. Uh, joy hearing them sing. So thank you. Also, we hope that you have a, a great uh, Independence Day coming up this week. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA radio 93.1 FM and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, 
You can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577. By mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin. And through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we'll be meeting at 9.30 at Trinity Lutheran. Exciting times at Deronda Lutheran all this coming Wednesday through Saturday morning as they'll be having a garage and bake sale. So I hope you can come so they don't have to pack everything away again uh, somewhere. Uh, but that's been a delightful event. So know that you're more than welcome to come and enjoy. Then on Tuesday, July 4th, at Little Falls at noon, they'll be having their annual parade and a picnic following. And again, we'd love to have you come and join us in downtown Little Falls. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making this a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. Uh, we are serving communion today, so you may want to get your uh, wine or grape juice and bread or wafers uh, when that time comes. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Continue with the confession of sin and absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another, reconciling God. We bring our lives before you, knowing that we haven't lived as your faithful people. We have been petty. We have complained about our lot. We have been unsupportive of those who needed us, and we have doubted your faithfulness. We ask your forgiveness and long to be restored by your grace. Amen. I want to say to you, God is indeed faithful, all-knowing and all-merciful. We are pardoned and we are reconciled by the one who never stopped loving us, no matter our mood or our behavior. Thanks be to God. Amen. Living below in this all sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to face temptation's sword, where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? for my soul needing a friend to help me in the end 
the litany this morning through grace we are saved once and for all now and forever 
Still, God calls us to work toward holiness. God accepts and loves us as we are in all our messiness and imperfection. Yet, God encourages us to grow daily toward God and one another. God calls us to support our faith with goodness, our goodness with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance and endurance with godliness. Godliness with mutual affection and mutual affection with love. God in Christ Jesus is with us in our efforts. We need only to keep Christ at the center of our lives and keep trying. Will you pray with me the prayer of the day? Holy God, through the writers of scripture, you urge us to work toward the ideals of goodness, knowledge, self-control, love, and all that would lead us to be selfless members of your beloved community. Continue to make us aware of the ways in which we can be open to change for our own sake and for the sake of others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you now to share the peace with someone or to bless yourself, but especially if you could share the peace with someone this week, even if it's a note or a letter that uh, if no one is there, but to let people know that you're glad that they are part of the family and that you want to live in peace with them. But if you want to bless yourself, again, we say, use the Trinity formula, be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading comes from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Simon Peter, a servant and the, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith as precious as ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness, though the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus he has given us, through though many things, his precious and most great promises, so that through them you might escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and may become participants in the divine nature. For this very reason, you must take every effort to support your faith with goodness and goodness with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with endurance and endurance with godliness, and godliness with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours, and are increasing among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For everyone who lacks these things is nearsighted and blind, and is forgetful of the cleansing of the past sins, Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to confirm your call and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble. For, this, for in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. 
Hi guys. I want to talk to you about the word goodness. I looked up the word goodness in the dictionary and it means the state of quality of being good. Now the word good being the root word of goodness. Hmm, think about that. The word good means being your best. So does that mean that we are to be our, our best and do everything to our best knowledge? I think so. To be a good person, we need to do our best at anything we do. Think about that. You know, if mom or dad asks you to clean your room, that means you do the best at cleaning your room. If they ask you to do the dishes or empty the dishwasher or fold your clothes or any other job that your parents ask you to do, you do that job to the best that you can do. So in the lesson that I just read from 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, the writer of that book of Peter wants us to follow Jesus' way of life and do it in the best way we know how. We need to use the gifts that God and Jesus has given us to the best of our ability. For this very reason, we need to do our best in all the goodness that we have, the goodness in our faith. And our goodness then add knowledge, and to our knowledge add self-control. To self-control add endurance. To our endurance add godliness, and to our godliness add brotherly affection, and brotherly affection add love. You know, we need to study God's word, reading our stories in the Bible. And did you know that the Bible is also called the good book? We also need to be patient and do what God asks. Don't give up when things are bad and hard. Um, treat everyone with kindness and love one another. And you know, by doing these things, they help us live together in peace and love, do you think? I do. Is it always easy to do? No. Do you require some work? Of course you do. Do you have to do them perfectly? No. Just do your best. God will help us to achieve these goals. You just have to have faith. Let us pray. Dear God, help us to learn about the ways of life that leads to be doing our best always. Help me to help us to live in peace and love and help us to build a stronger, happier, and healthier church community. In your name, amen. Swing low, sweet chair. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me
coming for to carry me home. Well, sometimes I'm up and sometimes I'm down, coming for to carry me The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. Glory to you, O Lord. The kingdom of heaven is like a hidden treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold it, all that he had, and bought it. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him, and say that we love Open our ears, Lord, and help us to listen. Open our eyes, Lord, we want to see Jesus. Well, again, we come to the sermon part, and I... I kind of think of when I was growing up, the uh, pastor told about a church in southern Wisconsin where inside the pulpit where the preacher was looking was this little little phrase that he saw every time he started to preach, and it was, may we see Jesus. Today, I think that's very appropriate with the texts and stuff that we're sharing with, especially the gospel message because at the center of all that we are and who we are as people, we need to keep centered on Jesus. And from the narrative, uh, the main idea is as people of faith, our prosperity is all about our posture. If we keep Jesus at the center of everything we do, we won't be able to help but be changed for the better. What we can sometimes forget though, and what might be best to bring to the forefront of a reflection today is the fact that epistles always dig deeper than the surface level. Surely they focus on tangible everyday practices, but they also tie behavior back to its source and their calls to action. And that source is Jesus. 
According to the author of Second Peter, the one and only prerequisite for never stumbling in a life of faith is to remain eager. For him, living a faith, a life of faith isn't so much about what you do. It's about how and why you do it, namely with genuine excitement and because you know Christ. The author of Second Peter figures that if Jesus is the center of your meditations and your motivations, then your actions will naturally reflect Jesus. If you have truly internalized the good news of Jesus, the fact that you are loved without end and that there is nothing that can strip God's grace away from you or separate you from God, then you can't possibly be the same person as you were before you knew Jesus. Once you start building and deepening your relationship with God, you will be empowered beyond your normal limits to be excellent, knowledgeable, controlled, focused on endurance, godly, affectionate, loving. Never stumbling doesn't mean getting everything right all the time. It means being truly engaged and genuinely eager to center Jesus in your day-to-day -day life. Look at our secondary text from the Gospel of Matthew. The subject of each of these parables made sweeping decisions with abandon, not because they were impulsive or impatient or ignorant or stupid, but because they had great faith in the transformative power of the wealth that they had been gifted. They were engaged. They were eager. I think I like that because I remember sitting next to Dad. I didn't see him ever cry much, but one of the few times was when Waldorf College came and they had this song, If I Gained the World But Lost My Savior. And he would sit there with tears in his eyes as that was his sincere desire that the one thing that he would never lose was this Jesus who cared and loved, loved him. That always touched me and always moved me back to remembering that which is important. After all, these people who went out into the field and somehow found this treasure, whether they stumbled on it or they searched for it, but they found it, hit it again and went out and did whatever it took to buy that field so they could have that treasure. The other one was out searching, looking for the pearls, uh, valuable pearls, and he found the pearl of great value. And he went and sold all that he had so he could buy that pearl. Jesus was saying to us through these two parables and some other parables that we need to remember that which is really important is the kingdom of God and following Jesus. Jim Elliot would put it this way, no, no, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Jesus was telling us very clearly that which was important, following him, knowing God. There are a lot of things out there that we kind of want and that aren't always that important. There's a story from uh, a book, it's called Stories for the Journey by William White. And it's talking about, uh, again, where we put things as important. It's a short story, 
And it's a little different than uh, maybe the lessons, but it, it brings home that point about what's important again. A man came to his rabbi and said, since my marriage of 10 years has produced no children, I ask that you grant me a letter of divorce for my wife. The wise rabbi, knowing his friend to be an impulsive man, urged him to go home and make a sort of feast in commemoration of the coming event. I see no reason, the rabbi said, why a divorce should not be celebrated in some way similar to marriage. The man who was willing to do almost anything to stay in the rabbi's good graces went home and gave a banquet. As he ate and drank, his spirits soared. Wife, he said, I am prepared to let you take the most valuable thing in the house with you as a sign of my good faith. I wish you long years and happiness. And after the guests went home, the man, tired from drinking and celebrating, fell into a deep sleep. The woman quickly ordered her servants to carry him to his father's house. When he awoke the next morning, finding himself in a strange house, he demanded an explanation. Well, I'm only acting upon your word, the wife said softly. Last evening, you offered me the most precious thing in the house. You, dear husband, are of far more value than any item or thing in the house. The man was deeply touched by his wife's affection. The next day again, he again approached his rabbi. My wife and I have come to ask your prayers on our behalf so that the Lord will grant us children. The rabbi assured him that he had already begun to pray for the two of them. What is important? Sometimes we lose sight of that which is most important in our relationships, but especially in our relationship to God. What is most precious to us? What is it that makes us content? What is it that allows us to live life fully? Again, uh, a pastor is talking about a minister friend of his who needed a, a suit for a funeral that he was doing. And uh, he went, he didn't want to buy an expensive one, so he ended up going to a pawn shop and they had one. Lo and behold, his exact size, it was great. And, and it was very, well, I mean, it was cheap and he, he was pretty touched by it. He said, how is it that you can sell so cheap? And the pawn owner kind of smiled and with a wry grin said, well, a lot of the suits we get here are from uh, the mortician. These are suits that had been worn by those who had died. Now, the pastor thought that was a little awkward to be wearing a suit like that, but he, uh, he put it on and wore it that day, and it fit nice, and he was doing great until about halfway through the sermon. He wanted to put his hands in his pockets, but they were sewn shut. And all of a sudden, he had an object lesson about eternity. We come into this world with nothing, and we don't take anything away from this world. The only thing that is complete is God's love for us and our relationship with God and the relationships that we've built with one another. What's most precious to you? What is it that brings contentment that allows us to understand we don't take anything of these other things that we spend so much time worrying about and working for? It's about God coming for us and loving us and putting us in his kingdom. And I don't care if you've searched for it, 
I don't care if you stumbled on it. However you have gotten into the kingdom, what is important is that you are in the kingdom. We've spent too much time in the church talking about whether we got in the right way or not. We need to understand God is so much bigger and so much more loving than our understanding is. And he does things that are amazing to include other people in his family. So in our walk, is Jesus the center? Is it from Jesus that we learn how to be kind and caring and patient, the fruits of the Spirit that start to become more and more a part of our life? I hope so. I'm gonna, uh, because again, what the, the narrative was saying, and I wanna say most of all here, is so easy to get away from that center, even sometimes with the good things. I've mentioned this before that when I went to seminary for a while, I walked into the president's office one day and I said, you know, I really struggle with all the big words that we're trying to use to explain this gospel. I said, why do we learn a whole new language? And then when we get out to our congregations, we have to unlearn that language to make sure that it is understandable and complete. And he smiled and he said, well, Lauren, it's a little bit like this. Take one finger and play Jesus Loves Me. And if you've got that melody, you've got the whole song. But you may want to add chords, but you never get rid of that finger that plays out that melody line. Or you may want to even add voices in a whole chorus and you may want to add a symphony behind it and you add all that you can to make that song as beautiful as it can be. But if you ever lose that little plunking out of Jesus loves me, this I know, you've lost the song. So he said, you're right, keep that as the center and the other things you add are to add beautiful more beauty to that song. The other thing, well, in fact, probably the greatest compliment I ever got as a camp director and working in the church is one pastor came up one day after he'd known me for quite a few years. He said, Lauren, the thing I appreciate most about the ministry that you are involved in is you kept the main thing, the main thing. I would encourage you too today, keep the main thing the main thing. Last of all, and I want you to say with me, because we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me in just a little bit, and you can join in with them as they sing it. And I've done that for years, but one pastor really caught me off guard when he said, you know, we sing that song all the time, but I just want you to know, today I want to say to you, I love Jesus. It all of a sudden put it in a different relationship for me. So can we say together at this point that we love Jesus? Say with me, we love Jesus. He is the center of our being, the one who is most valuable, most precious of all. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him.
Give me Jesus. 
want to sing and when I want to sing and when I want to sing give me Jesus give me Jesus give me Jesus you may have all the rest give me Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. of Christ in all times and places, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. O God, you call us into a life of holiness. Be present in the midst of our parish that we might learn from you and from one another how we might best work toward living according to your will in this community and the world. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. All things are redeemed in you, down to the smallest creature. May we despise nothing that you have made, and give us a heart made tender toward those who rely on us to be merciful and caring. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Hold our leaders at every level to the highest standards of integrity and compassion, and make them willing to work on those areas of weakness that would prevent them from fulfilling your call to serve. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Soften us to let go of judgments of ourselves or others, and to share instead of your healing message of reconciliation. Restore our hearts, bodies, and souls to wholeness. Especially today, we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jean Hoisington, Matt Crerup, Ida Martinson, Becky Anderson, Randy Goglin, Shirley Lenz, and Helen Jorgensen. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. 
Gather those whom we have loved and lost and join us at last around your eternal throne. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, loving God, we lift all for whom we pray, confident in your grace and mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Let us pray. God, you have given us everything needed for life and godliness. Now accept these gifts we return to you from your own abundance as signs of our gratitude and faithfulness. Use them for the good of the whole body of Christ and all your beloved children. Amen. On the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as ye eat in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, Hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Amen. 
I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be His than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by His nail-pierced than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than man's applause I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. And let him lead. Then to be. Be.